the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrew K. Show. It is Friday. Woo! It's Friday night. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. It is. And I'm just sitting here in the studio just watching all the footage of all these Juneteenth celebrations, including a man. Uh, this is a local Fox 5 that had the N-word on his T-shirt. Yeah, that was fabulous. Great image there. Meanwhile, at the same time, they've done everything that they could do to try to shut down the Trump rally in Oklahoma tomorrow. Because evidently, freedom means uh, you're only free to roam about in this country. You're only free to have a political opinion. You're only free to exercise your right to, to uh, First Amendment rights to express that freedom, uh, that uh, freedom of opinion if it's of a certain opinion. Yeah, that's where we're at. A great show for you guys tonight. We've got uh, GOP strategist Jen Kearns is going to be here. Is actually in Oklahoma for the for the rally tomorrow, and I and she's a brilliant strategist. She's been uh, behind the scenes of some. I'm not even going to tell you some of the things that she was behind um, in terms from a strategy standpoint because it's controversial. Um, but she's in case there's any liberals listening to the show. <laughs> You guys would love it to know uh, what Jen was involved in. She's going to be here to talk about the Trump rally tomorrow and what uh, she's expecting to see. And most importantly, what she what she thinks that we can expect to hear from President Trump. A little bit later in the show, we've got our buddy Bob Walters, who will be back. The exploitation of that George Floyd murder. uh, And yeah, I will say it was a murder from the cop there's there's no bounds that the left is uh, going to exploit that including our schools so you're going to want to stay tuned to see how this has seeped into our education system as well as even a, a couple of other uh, kid organizations later on in the show we got here of the week and stink of the week the number is, if you want to be a part of the show, we'll make time to squeeze you in. Yes, we will. If you want to call in and tell us how you're celebrating Juneteenth, what you think about the Trump rally tomorrow, what you want to hear from Trump tomorrow at the rally, and uh, just anything that's on your mind. You got a hear of the week and stink of the week you want to share, uh, give us a buzz. 888-344-1170. Uh, the man who keeps it rolling every night here and who will take your calls is none other than DJ Potato Skins. DJ We're putting the interests of America first. They're part of a long American tradition of proving democracy's critics wrong, of showing that we have the courage to stand up for what is right and what is necessary. Freedom is not dead here on the Andrea K. Show. 
No, it's not. And that's what we advocate here uh, for here on the Andrea K. Show. We don't advocate. We're not here to, to advocate for a party. We, we, I'm not here pushing the Republican Party and uh, then asking people to donate. I, su- I support uh, conservative candidates. I, I'm here to advocate for this country. I advocate for what this country was founded on. I advocate for ideas. And so if I make a post or like I did on Facebook earlier, questioning strategy for conservatives in terms of what we do with people on the ballot as Republicans, um, you know, oftentimes or if I if I criticize the Republican Party at all, oftentimes I get pushback from people as though there's there is an expectation of loyalty. I look at these people as employees being paid for by us and would you and if you owned a company that you had invested your lifeblood in taken loans out on assume legal responsibility for and you had an employee embezzling on you not doing the job that you were paying for them to do would you keep them around or would you fire them because that's what we're talking about here fire them on the spot heck yeah i would and i believe in at-will employment we are not being represented by the Republican Party. I, I caught a couple of minutes of, of Tucker's open tonight in which I think he had Ned Ryan on talking about the Republican Party. And he's absolutely correct. What is everybody celebrating today? Juneteenth. I didn't know anything about Juneteenth before today. Never heard of it. Chase closed my bank, closed at one o'clock today for Juneteenth. I'm like, when, they, when did they get the memo? Because I didn't get it. I grew up in the deep south and never heard about Juneteenth. In New Orleans, there wasn't a parade. New Orleans could New Orleans could could go to Blaine Kearns and get some floats put together f- for a parade to celebrate anything. And yet there was never a Juneteenth parade that I am aware of. I, I one of my friends from New Orleans today, she was like, I, you know, I, I watch Bugs Bunny reruns. No, I don't know any. You know, I don't pay attention to the news. I'd never heard of Juneteenth. I'm like, well, girl, at some point you would think that just living down there, that maybe a float from one of the parades might have, you know, been been passing us by at some point. Never heard about it. But you know what? I'm all for Juneteenth. I'm all for celebrating Juneteenth. You want to know why? Because it's supposedly the celebration of the emancipation of when the slaves found out they were free. The reason why most people don't know about it is because it's really a Texas event, potato skins, because what happened was they didn't know in Texas for two years. So this is really when they found out in Texas two years late, by the way, uh, you know, I, I, which baffles me. I got to research this because they could have gotten a carrier pigeon there and quicker and found out two years. Was there somebody intentionally trying to keep them in the dark about it? What's what's up with you Texans that you couldn't get the word out? But nevertheless, I'm like, let's celebrate Juneteenth. You know why? Because we're celebrating the ending of slavery. Why are we not rejoicing on that? Should be 100% celebration. Should be 100% celebration. It should not be, we're going to celebrate this, but at the same time, we're going to complain, act as though slavery continues to this day. And I'm seeing all over everywhere that this that we need to celebrate the ending of slavery, but now we need to call for racial equality. Um, is this kind of like that soldier who came out of world came out of the woods after 30 years, still thinking World War II is still around? I mean, is that what's going on in this country? Yeah, some you know, Slavery it's ended. obvious that there are pockets of racism of all races in various parts of the country and other and and I other even, countries. But as a whole, no, I'm sorry, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say pockets. It's an individual experience. Yes, and, I and agree we with that. and we I don't even that. know we don't even know if the cop who put who who killed George Floyd that it had anything to do with color. I continue to ask. To me, that guy could just be some power mad psycho cop with with you know a Napoleon complex or some kind of power trip. Certainly, there was zero evidence 
that Brooks being shot in Atlanta had anything to do with his color. They were so polite to that man for 40 minutes after finding him dead drunk behind the wheel of a car. What, what the Republican Party could have done today, instead of John Cornyn apologize, I want to, I want to put forth, he's from Texas, I want to put forth Juneteenth, put a bill out there making a Juneteenth a national holiday, because you know, we just got so much more work to do in this country. What? You, you dare? First of all, if any Republican office holder had half a brain, they'd be saying, yeah, we're going to put forth this bill for Juneteenth. We're going to celebrate the fact that slavery ended. It's been done a hundred and what, 50 something years ago. And oh, by the way, who was the people responsible for ending it? The Republican Party. You're celebrating today. How about you go and hug a Republican? How about you go up and if you've got a problem, a beef with anybody that had anything to do with slavery, you take it to the party that was behind it, the Democrats. If the Republicans had half a brain, that's the message they'd be sending today. No, instead, what they're doing is joining with the Democrats and calling uh, the rest of America a bunch of racist. Yeah, they're very weak right now. Shame on you, John Cornyn. He's no better than Susan Rice, who came out today and said all Trump supporters were all trash. She just left off the white as a part of that disgusting, scurrilous comment. I am so outraged at the Republican Party today. Anytime you defend against a false narrative, you defend against it and a lie, a false accusation, you're basically saying and validating, yeah, we're racist. Well, you know what? You, you Wipe your own conscience, John Cornyn. Mine is clean. All that does is validate the lie that's going around. It's not enough now to, to, uh, to have no history of racism in your life. Nobody can find anything you've ever done or said that's even remotely racist, but your silence is violence now. Or you put out a questionable tweet. Yeah. Now, what John Cornyn and the rest of the Republican Party has done has made it okay, has responded to the mob. It's like Tucker Carlson said, not uh, rewarded the mob. Spitting in the people who voted for the Republican Party, they're not doing anything to represent us. They're not doing anything to preserve this country. They're fostering, they're joining in and fomenting division based upon a lie. And they're wasting an opportunity. The, a Facebook you get on Facebook today and it pops up, uh, listen, learn, take action. That's, that's, that's the mantra today. The Republican Party had an opportunity to do some educating today about the reality. The reality that it was the Republican Party that freed the slaves. The reality that there is no inequality today. There is not one right that I have. There is not one advantage I have because I'm white that a black person doesn't have. In fact, it's quite the opposite. And I hope tomorrow night and the Trump at, at Trump's rally that he speaks honestly to the American people about where we stand today in this country. We're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to bring in Jen Kearns, GOP strategist, to talk about the Trump rally tomorrow to get her perspective on this about the Republican Party itself. Maybe she can pimp slap some truth into some of these Republicans. Stay tuned. We're Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. That's kind of like a funky groove, almost like with a little Middle Eastern flair there from uh, DJ Potato Skins. We're grooving. I'm partying tonight, drinking my iced coffee here. 
On tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. Are you guys psyched to see the first Trump rally tomorrow and to see him speak for the first time in months? I mean, it feels like two years since he's he's given a speech at a Trump rally. I'm super excited. Some people are questioning whether or not a million people actually sought tickets. Um, well, it, let's say... Okay, maybe a million is an exaggeration. Let's say it was more like, I don't know, 999,000. However many it was, it was many more than like the four people that showed up to see Biden somewhere at a restaurant today. That was r- ridiculous. Joining me now to discuss the rally tomorrow and what Trump really, the message Trump really should be delivering in the middle of this incredibly tumultuous time in our nation's uh, history is Jen Kearns, D- GOP strategist and contributor to the Hill Daily Caller. And you can also see her everywhere from Newsmax and, you know, Bloomberg and just, you know, e- everywhere, basically. Hey, Jen, welcome back to the show. Hey, great to be with you. All right. So first of all, can we confirm that the rally is actually going to happen? Because while the left has been celebrating Juneteenth barbecues and rallies and riots and taking over whole you know communities in Seattle, um, they at the same time they celebrate and all that, they were treating out um, you know Corona Palooza, Covidiots. I guess the mayor tried to do some kind of curfew, and there was a lawsuit filed. So the left was doing everything they could to shut down the rally. Can we confirm it's going to happen tomorrow and without a curfew? It is happening, and I have heard that President Trump has asked the Tulsa Police Department and the city of Tulsa to waive that curfew uh, because it would be punitive only for the people that have been standing in line and camped out to see this president for the last week. Um, I am headed there myself in a couple of hours. I've already spoke with um, team leads on the Trump team. They're there. They're ready. We're all ready for this. And and like you said, it does feel like it's been about two years since we, we had a rally. This is going to be so great, not just for the American people, but for President Trump himself. It's going to be great for the American people because they're going to see that America truly is reopened. So think about this, Andrea. Everybody for the last two and a half to three weeks uh, since May 30th, really, has been seeing this country on fire. Mm, literally. literally on fire. And and everyone, you know, while the while the Democrat mayors of these big cities and the Democrat governors of these blue states say that we can't go out, the American people have been sitting at home. And while the professional sports teams have said that they can't play games, guess who has become the ultimate spectator? That's the American people at home watching their streets get torn up, watching their own businesses that they built with their own hands get torn down busted out windows, you name it. Tomorrow is the true sign that America's reopened Mm -hmm. and that the right in this country is going to have their say as as to what law and order is and as to what normalcy is. And I think this starts to change the narrative then. After Oklahoma, you'll see him start to go to other states and we'll be getting some sense of normalcy back. Yeah, you know, um, the the left really, they... uh, you know, they're, they're brilliant at maximizing crises for, for their, yeah. you know, you look at the way that they, you know, managed to take coronavirus and convince the Trump administration with the deep state that he needed to go with a 14 day shutdown that's now gone on for months and months and months. Um, while at the same time trying to convince American people that they need to stay locked down, they're actually out there pushing uh, hundreds of uh, encouraging not just hundreds of thousands of people in the street, but actually encouraging rioting at the same time now that they're trying to, you know, 
know, convince, you know, America that it's evil for Trump people, uh, supporters to be out there. They So while they're my point is, while they're masters at at exploiting a crisis for benefit, they often overplay their hand by pushing the riots and by pushing the uh, and supporting acting as though it's the summer of love in Seattle. Basically, they themselves have ended the shutdowns and now they've got to live with it. And Trump's going to have his rally tomorrow. And we will see the dual images of Biden sitting at a table like he was somewhere today with surrounded by four people and Trump surrounded by hundred thousands of people. That image alone should do a lot to stop the nonsense that's going on with these um, governors like Newsom who came out yesterday. Here we are uh, well past. We know we were lied to and told that we had to have these shutdowns go on. Initially, it was supposed to be about uh, preventing hospitals. What was this supposed to be? Flattening the curve, right? Yeah. Um, and we, we now know that was all not lies. It was all nonsense. But yet these Democrat governors like Newsom are continuing to tighten the grip of tyranny. Just yesterday, he comes out and says, now everybody's got to wear a mask out in public. When we have this rally tomorrow night where you see 100,000 people there shoulder to shoulder, I'm hoping it's going to uh, we've we've gotten past the shutdown thing where people are now going to be allowed to be outside. Hopefully now this will somehow put an end to the mask and six foot distancing requirements that I think are still got us in a shutdown mode because it's not enough to just have people um, businesses reopened if we still have these onerous regulations. So how does Trump so how does Trump speak to the American people to about the shutdowns, coronavirus and the racial divisions? Well, I'm so glad he's doing this rally in the state of Oklahoma, because my good friend and the former chair of the GOP here in the state of Oklahoma, she said yesterday, this is the state of personal responsibility. She said, yeah, you may have to wear a mask as you go into the stadium tomorrow. But you know what? We're glad to do that for an hour or two to hear the president. If we all have to squeeze in, we're happy to do that. But once we hit the street, it's up to each of us to make that individual decision for our own health. And that really is what the Republican Party is all about, freedom and choice. And this is playing out, really. It's a textbook example of tyranny versus liberty. And I think this is why President Trump is allowing some of these protests, quote unquote, to go on, because he's let he, he often lets us kind of struggle for a minute like like a dad figure he lets the nation struggle for a minute to show us this textbook example of what could happen if the democrats were in charge you mentioned that the democrats use crises their audience doesn't have to take your word for it and they don't even have to take my word for it Rahm Emanuel said it himself. He said, you never let a good crisis go to waste. And they've been running that game for the better part of 20 years. And the American people, I'm glad at least they they so overplayed their hand on the coronavirus and on these protests that the American people are now seeing that the Democrats are willing to put party before country. And that is a terrible position uh, for them to be in. Well, I I said last night on my show, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, because you are the brilliant GOP strategist, not I, or me. I'm not sure the, which one is grammatically correct. <laughs> you're, the, you're the brilliant strategist. I think that it was a mistake for Trump to go along with the shutdowns. Uh, I get why he did it. And I think we can say it was a mistake in hindsight, uh, because, mm-hmm. he, you know, he was fed some false models. Um, I think the ultimate, I think it was a bigger mistake for him to continue to come out and justify it. Um, because yeah. it, it, because it, it, it allowed these Democrat governors to, to increase 
the grip of tyranny on us. And I think that it would be a brilliant move for him to come out tomorrow and say a couple of things. Push back against the mob of uh, Mm -hmm. both mobs, the mob exploiting coronavirus and the mob exploiting and pushing the false narrative that we are systemically racist. I think he should come out and say, you know what, I, I, I made not say that it was a mistake that he shut it down, but say that he made that decision based on false information. And now America needs to be completely reopened. I think he needs to come out and say and reassert the fact that uh, happy Emancipation Day in June, Juneteenth, by the way, thank a Republican for that. And we are not a nation of inequality. We are a nation of equality. There is no right that a white person has in this country that a black person doesn't have. Yeah, look, and those numbers are are proof. The numbers of record low African-American unemployment prior to the coronavirus crisis. And not only that, but President Trump's own numbers of approval in the African-American community. He was elected with only 9% approval of African-Americans. Within a year, it went to 18%. Within two years, it went to 24%. And this year, prior to the COVID crisis, it was 36%. And you saw the division Mm -hmm. that the Democrats tried to sow with the coronavirus crisis. And that didn't work because people, even in African-American community, they thought, no, I can take responsibility for my own health. Uh, You know, I don't appreciate these politicians talking down to me. So that didn't work. So they had to start these riots. They had to start these protests. And you're right. Juneteenth, um, Andrea, I worked for the Tulsa World newspaper. It was my first job out of college. And uh, Tulsa, the site of the rally tomorrow. Do you know what one of the first stories I covered there was? It was the Juneteenth celebration, and that was back in 1996. Really? See, I had never heard of it. I grew up in the Deep South. I had never heard of this before, ever. Yeah. And look, apparently neither had Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer <laughs> or Reverend Al Sharpton, who, who is here in Tulsa tonight, trying to agitate the situation as an outside force. You know what? Oklahomans ought to tell him to sit down, sir, and get yeah. back on your private jet and go home. We don't need you. We've been celebrating Juneteenth here. You know why? Because a Republican president liberated the slaves, liberated African-Americans. It was, by the way, Republicans were the ones that voted for the 13th Amendment, the 14th. 14th Amendment and the 15th Amendment, all dealing with slavery and ownership and voting rights. And Republicans were the only party that voted for every single civil rights bill for a hundred year period between 1865 and 1965. Guess what the party that voted against it was? The Democrats. And that's why they have to overreach, because they know the truth and they know in their heart, even in the late 1960s, the Democrat Party of the South was the party of the KKK and the Republicans weren't. I could go even further if we had more time. So I'll leave it at this. Richard M. Nixon and Ronald Reagan uh, were the ones that put Martin Luther King Day into effect and affirmative action into effect. So people can't say, oh, you have to go back 100 years to tell us what Republicans did for African-Americans. No, sir. We did it in our lifetimes and our generations. And that's our legacy. And it's our day to celebrate. And I hope everybody out there is educating their friends on this because the narrative that's being shoved down everybody's throat is inaccurate. I wouldn't mind if it was true. We could own it. I can own my stuff. But if it's inaccurate, it needs to be shoved right back down theirs. Well, I'm so glad you came on tonight. Facebook today had listen, learn, take action. Everybody listening just now got to learn something because that what you just heard from Jen Kearns right now, brilliant GOP strategist, is not anything that you're hearing anywhere, any place, any anywhere else in media today. Thank you so much for being here. And you got to come back next week and tell us what it was like to be there at the rally. 
I will do it. We'll stay safe. You guys stay safe. Love you. And we'll talk next week. All right. Bye, Jen Kearns. Thank you so much. Now, y'all stay tuned because another favorite of mine will be here. Bob Walters. Way do you get a load of what he's got to talk about happening in schools. Don't go away. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We are rolling into the weekend. Second half of the show here. It's Friday. Y'all know that means my buddy Bob Walters, author of the book Facing Reality. And American Education, which you can get on Amazon, joins me to share the reality of what's going on in our education system out there. I'm seeing more and more and more people starting to tweet about this as they see the reality of what's been going on in our education system playing out in the streets. Somebody tweeted to me the other day that what, what's, what this is all about is is basically... Um, a nation suicide via the education system. And that's been absolutely true. I just wish more people had been aware of it, um, like my buddy Bob Walters. Um, but uh, at least people are starting to become aware of it now. So, Bob, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. Um, I saw your list today of topics. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's always bigger than we can cover, but it's, it always that's is. my list. And it never gets any shorter. Um, we're going to no. get through as much as we can because hopefully the more people become aware, the more they're actually going to take action. You know, the left is all pushing today. You know, listen, learn, take action. We need to start learning and taking action. Yep, that's fact. All right. So what are, you we, are we going to lose the culture? Yes. Uh, well, the latest thing among the key things going on right now is a real drive to have the police removed from all the school campuses throughout the nation. And 200 school districts have already removed them or initiated the process. L.A. School District is about to take a vote. It looks like they've got the numbers to get it done. And the teachers union is 100 percent for the removal of the of the uh, policemen being on the campus. The practice typically in this country, after they had these killings that went on in the schools and they want yeah. to arm the teachers, is to have one policeman on each campus for any violence that might come off or to stop something going on among students. And that was it. But now they want to remove them all because they say the teachers union in particular says, well, the police presence criminalizes students, particularly those of black culture. And that's just, I, I can't believe that. Well, it, well, it is ridiculous. And when you think back to Parkland, where the, there was a resource officer there and he hid and didn't go in to do anything. In fact, uh, Meadows, uh, um, uh, the young gal who died, her father was on the show. Uh, Meadow, I can't remember his last name. Uh, he filed a lawsuit because the, the resource officer didn't, do, didn't go in to help. Um, what the the they that kid the shooter for Parkland was known by the school district. Uh, they hid. He had been visited. How many times have the cops visited him? Long story short, is um, they protected him because he was, I believe he was a minority, and yeah, they didn't they and they didn't want they didn't want um, a minority kid to be tainted as a bad kid. So he was given special accommodations and special treatment and allowed access to the school when he shouldn't have simply because he was a minority student. And so now. So on top of coddling these bad kids uh, that have all kinds of problems, now they want to remove the one piece of safety measure that might protect the other kids from these bad guys. 
Yeah, it's it's kind of pathetic. It's I'd insane. say it's going to be a real chaotic situation coming in the school districts. But yeah, all we can do is stand up to it as much as we can because the teachers' union is also pushing for it. That kind of surprised me when I learned that today. Well, it's but and what does it have to do with George Floyd's death? Nothing. <laughs> right. It's just an excuse. It was a front. But but, but um, p- parents need to be listening to this and going, wait a second. Because of George Floyd's death, now we've got children with targets on their back as sitting ducks with no protection. Why? Yeah. Why would the That's left the be same. doing that? Because it doesn't have anything to do with police brutality. Go on. Particularly if you're also, there's a movement ahead, as we all know, to, to tone down the police or remove them altogether, kill the police departments in the whole city. So <laughs> exactly who's going to be there to take care of these kids in the event of any catastrophe that comes along? They're not. Uh, what it is is they don't care about protecting kids. What they care about is continuing to push this false narrative that all police departments are racist. So they're willing to yeah. sacrifice safety for kids and the quest of their um, pushing their false narrative and their Marxist destruction of the country. That's what it's ultimately about. Well, another thing that's going on is the Black Lives Matter has created a curriculum for the schools, what they want every school to present to the students for at least one year in each class. Oh, this ought to be good. I can't wait to hear this. (laughs) Yeah, and California is about to join us. It's basically a class or curriculum that praises the background of, of of the black students and the culture fight they've had and belittles everything to do with anything that that confronted it, like George Washington and Jefferson because they were slave owners. It's just very negative and belittling, if you will. And they're already doing it in most of the school districts in the Northeast region, and now they're beginning to push it to be all over the country. And California took a vote. It'll be final in the next couple of weeks. And that's going to be an L.A. school district where every student has to take an ethics class when he's a senior in high school or he cannot graduate. So a one-year class on ethnic studies, which has got nothing to do with math and reading. No, what, what it is is about telling white kids that they're privileged and they're inherently racist and that, they're, and that racism is now. Now, the, now the, the, the narrative is literally that racism is inherited and that you are basically evil because of the color of your skin because you are a white person. That the ra- there's the systemic racism in this country. That yeah, message. Got it. <laughs> they're the ones. It, that, yeah, they're the ones who got the racist attitude. It isn't. It isn't our side. I'm and sorry. The, and it's about to be taught to your kids if it's not already. Yep. I know. It's a shame. And to tell you how wide their influence is becoming, they even made approach to the Boy Scouts of America, and now they've got it set so that uh, in order for a kid to get Eagle Scout. He has to get a merit badge in diversity and inclusivity <laughs> oh, in, a, in a program identified by the Black Lives Matter. Now, how do you, they earn it? Kidding. How do they earn it? Do they have to go? Do they have to go to a Black Lives Matter protest? I, I have to. Do they have to? Yeah. Do they have to donate? Well, let's think scout. about it. I didn't have to do this. Right. Well, yeah, you were an Eagle Scout. I mean, yeah, you know, you. Diversity badge? What does that mean? Does that mean? I mean, literally, let's think about this. Let's ask the second, third level questions. In order to earn it, are they going to literally have to go to? Because today's mantra is you must take action to prove that you're not a racist. So what action are we now going to the Boy Scouts now going to demand of an Eagle Scout? Are they going to demand that they write a check and donate? Because that's a huge push right now. Are they going to demand... Uh, that they uh, give up um, some scholarship or they what sacrifice are they going to demand from these Eagle Scouts? We need to be asking these questions because nobody ever does. 
No, I'll, I'll try to find out and have it for you next week. Thank you. The exact detail of that. And there probably isn't any. proposal. There might not be any. It might just be the, the Boy Scouts coming up with this to try to, you know, appease the left and they don't really have any plan for it. But that's the problem. Because when you start appeasing without, you know, I tweeted today, I'm like, it, it doesn't matter whether or not Drew Brees, how many people beg forgiveness? It doesn't matter how, ma- how many uh, people donate to Black Lives Matter. Um, the answer from them, their, their response is always, it's a start. But they never are willing to be honest with us about what the end goal is. And we need to be I'm asking these so. questions. Yeah. Well, another thing is the Massachusetts schools uh, district uh, is getting rid of art and music and, and PE because they uh, don't have any money. So they're cutting out all of these classes. And the reason they don't have any money is that their particular city outside of Boston was heavily hit by the Black Lives Matter terrorists who burned and looted a lot of the businesses. And, of course, the town was shut down for three months, two months. And so they ran out of money. So they're not getting any tax revenue. Wow. What a shame. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, is that I never learned how to play an instrument. A friend of mine tried to teach me how to play the guitar. It was a disaster. (laughs) I couldn't even get the opening riff of Smoke on the Water. But uh, my understanding is, is the kids who do learn music do better academically because it's just the way it works the brain. And arts is just, if you don't, it's like trade schools. If you, uh, trade uh, shop classes. If you don't give give these options for kids to get involved, then they're never going to really know what what their what their passion is or, or be able to discover a skill or realize that maybe they don't want to go to college and get some degree. Maybe they want to go into the trades. This is just, you know, this is, I'm not sure that I even believe that it's about money because there's other options that they could they could probably take. You know, they want to... They should be moving for. The Black Lives Matter should be demanding that the schools all set up shop classes and let the ROTC back on campus to give these kids, the low-achieving kids, an option in life rather than feel like they are losers because they can't go to college effectively. Right. Well, you know, they, one of the reasons why they want to shove everybody into, into colleges is because they want college to be free for everybody. So it gives them something, yep. that, a freebie that they can offer on the campaign trail. You know, if, if they really cared about, uh, you know, kids, they, there would also be, you know, the issue, uh, we don't have time to get into it. Uh, they, they, wa- they want kids to come out with $250,000 in debt and have no way to pay it off with a degree that's worthless because that makes them dependent and be looking yeah, to the government be, be for help. into the district. Exactly. Shame. Wow. Anything else, Bob, before we got to let you well, go? The other thing that I – let me just touch a few uh, quickies. There's a lot of these burning and, and destruction of statues and, and monuments – and there's no rhyme or reason to it, which shows that this, these people and these millennials that are supporting this Black Lives Matter, they never got education so far as history or values. Beauregard, who was a Confederate general, but who after the war set up the first school district for the blacks in the South. Mm-hmm. And they, they destroyed his statue. I named my dog after him. Others who were a fellow named Alex Baldwin. He was a leader in the 1800s and a firm abolitionist, and they destroyed his statue. Yeah. They don't, they don't, they're just destroying statues. They, they ain't know. got a clue. No, just tear it down. Just get, every, get everything, just like Russia they did. And, uh, there, was <laughs> and some the gal, there was some gal I read that, that participated in or took down some Churchill statue, and she had no idea who Churchill was. I know. It just—it's it, insane. It's sad. And these these are these are great cultural leaders of our country. They might have had flaws, and that's all right. We all do, 
but teach what they did that was worthy. It's like if you make belittling of Jefferson and, and Washington to the point where you change the name of the schools, and that's happening a lot, and their statues are being torn down. Um, what's the realist fear here that I have is that eventually, if there are such terrible people and they founded the Bill of Rights and the Constitution and this nature of this country, then we might as well get rid of the Constitution because they're well, all done the, by slave owners. Well, that's the goal. That's, that's the next. end game. That's yeah. the goal. That's why you saw port- portraits of former speakers of the House taken down at a Congress. That's why you saw uh, Abraham, the Lincoln Memorial, defaced. That's why you saw the George Washington statue being taken down, because that's the end goal. That's the end game is to pierce the yeah, Constitution. The if they can convince you that our founders were evil men, that our that our founding was based from evil men, and that um, then they can tear up the Constitution as Potato Skins is, is mimicking from the studio. Um, Bob, thank you for all you do to continue to keep people educated as to what's going on in our education system. And hopefully it's going to motivate other people to get involved. Actually, go to your school board meetings. We need to be pushing back against these lies being taught. Uh, and actually, yeah, we, maybe, we can't be passive. No, no. We, we can't be passive anymore. I hope you have a great weekend, my friend. Thank you. You too. Take All care. right. Now, uh, stay tuned. We come back. We've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. And we've got a little Friday Fun Day segment featuring your favorite California governor. Governor Newsom. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I posted a, a couple of my bottles of Balance in Nature yesterday on Facebook. I was making, I think it was yesterday, I was making it, I was kind of making a joke, but kind of not. I had a cheeseburger for lunch. <laughs> so then I ate my cheeseburger, then I ate my fruits and veggies. Gotta get the fruits, veggies, and the, <laughs> and the grease. Well, yeah, you know, I, seriously, I eat fruit in the morning, I eat veggies every night uh, before dinner, but, you know, there's no way I'm gonna get 31 different fruits and veggies into my, my food plan for the day. It ain't gonna happen. So people start asking, Asking me questions about balancing nature, and let me tell you, it's absolutely true. I feel better than I ever have. I this is the first time that I have gone six months straight without a sinus infection. I have chronic sinusitis, and I have not had one sinus infection in six months. Usually, at least one a quarter. I'm telling you, that's impressive. It, it, this is amazing. I'm not going to say it's a miracle drug, but I'm telling you, I feel better. I have more energy, and my sinus chronic sinus issues are gone. I would definitely recommend you go to balancingnature.com. 35 for free shipping right now and 35% off on uh, preferred fruits and veggies. They have a health coach there if you want to talk to them for free, by the way. It's included in it that can get you on the right track of what dosage you need to take. Go to balanceinnature.com. Use the discount code HEALTH. Let me tell you, get yourself some and maybe you will feel as good as I do for the first time. And those who know me well know that this is the first time in my life where I have not had to take sinus pills every day. True story. Okay, so Gavin Newsom comes out yesterday. Speaking of health, with here we here we've got. There's a reason why if you turn on the news, it's shift from death count every day now to case count, number of cases, number of yeah, cases. Gather around the radio, kids. Yeah. Uh, so they're 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 having to continue to try to stoke the fears of coronavirus. So in comes Gavin Newsom yesterday with his mandatory mask in public thing. So care uh, potato skins starts perusing his Twitter feed. And has found some really funny responses from people to Gavin Newsom on the masks. All right. Um, 
Somebody respond. <laughs> Here's one person's response to Gavin Newsom. Two words, one finger. <laughs> uh, Kevin Dalton says, now if we can get this message to the 151,000 homeless human beings you've abandoned on the sidewalks of California, we may be okay. Uh-huh. Good answer there. Uh, I'll comply and wear my mask like you. And there's a picture of Gavin Newsom with a mask down around his chin with his nose and his mouth sticking out. One of my favorites um, was under what authority and what... It's the penalty. Will defunded PDs be enforcing? Exactly. Uh, somebody says, cool, you can stay inside. Thanks. Bye. Um, I don't know what that meant. Um, since we are well past the curve, didn't wear them during the peak. Is this your way to justify your $1 billion mask purchase from China? So um, have you invested in companies making masks? So um, it's just thank you for directing us there. If you guys want to have some laughs. Uh, oh, it's could, hysterical. It's hysterical. There's even um, one that there's, Andrea, there's this big giant picture of all of the, the, the protests and the thousands of people yeah. out there. And it says, but two weeks ago, this was fine. Yeah. Oh, I love this one. Um, unconstitutional, dangerous, unhealthful, breathe super high levels of CO2 all day, less oxygen. And then they've got a picture of all the masks. The masks speak. I live in fear. I believe CNN. I will snitch on you. I believe in Agenda 21. I like these three. How about make me, request denied, or what? (laughs) And then the guy that says request denied, hashtag pin pot dictator. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that I think some of these people here have to be a collective nominee for Hero of the Week um, because I love it when conservatives hijack uh, the social media and use use it against Democrats. Do you have a Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week, my friend? You know, I thought about it long enough. The stink of the wing's not hard, actually. I give it to it was going to be a toss-up. And then Gavin Newsom had to say, nope, we're doing the math. So, yep, you are the uh, stink of the week for me, Mr. Gavin Newsom. And here are the week. Pretty easy. I was thinking about it during the, our last segment with Bob. And you know what? I'm going to say our founding fathers are our hero of the week because we have to continue to fight for what they laid down so yeah. many years ago. And it's what make this, it makes this nation exceptional and unlike any other. Yes. A bunch of flawed human beings who knew that they were flawed. They knew it. And because they knew that they were flawed, because all human beings are, we're all sinners and all fall short of the glory of God. They, they came out with an absolutely brilliant uh, experiment uh, for a society that was based on the notion that our rights come from God, not from man. And since then, the left has done everything that they could to replace uh, the, the uh, natural law with uh, Marxist state law. And we see the battle coming to the to to a head. Another revolution. If not, hopefully it's not going to become a revolutionary war in the sense of blood being shed or another civil war. But blood. And you and I talk about stand up now, because if you don't stand up now, there isn't a later. Well, there's actually blood being shed right now. Um, My stink of the week. I got a long list of stink of the week and I got to run through them real quick. Susan Rice for saying Trump supporters are trash. AMC movie theater for backing off and caving and now saying they're going to require masks. GOP Cornyn for caving. John Roberts has to be my winner of Stink of the Week. Um, My Hero of the Week is the man who did a video that's being banned from YouTube saying that uh, transgenderism is child abuse. Got to leave it there. He's my Hero of the Week. Love you all. See you Monday.